How's it going, everybody? You are listening to Trail Tales, episode number 85. My name is Kyle O'Grady. I am a huge hiking nerd, and every single week on this podcast, I chat with other hiking nerds about their experiences on the trail. Taylor, the New Hampshire hiker, is this week's guest. You might know her from her YouTube channel. She started a AT 2020 vlog this year, and she had to get off the trail due to the obvious reason, the coronavirus thing, but she still did a good little chunk down south there, and she's a super strong hiker. She's also been a big supporter of Trail Tales and my YouTube channel as well, and through that, we kind of connected and were able to go on a hike together. We through-hiked the Monadnock to Sunapee Greenway Trail at the end of last month, and this episode is all about our hike. It took us about three days, four days, I guess, technically, and we basically just walk through each day on the trip. And at the end of the episode, Taylor tells a story that should be a good reminder to everybody to stay hydrated while they're hiking. It was a story that didn't happen on our hike, but it was still scary nonetheless. But um, other than the end where that's kind of not great, it was a really fun episode. Um, it was an amazing hike that we did. The Monadnock to Sunapee Greenway Trail is amazing. And I can't wait for you guys to hear all about it. Before we get into it, instead of my usual plugs, I'm gonna say a couple things that are new. First of all, I need a new editor soon. Patrick, who's been editing these past few episodes, has done an amazing job, but he has to go back to school soon and focus on more important things. So if you have any technical abilities at all, like you don't even have to be that advanced, it doesn't even have to be audio. If you've ever used like any sort of editing software before and you want some beer money, some extra cash for only a couple hours a week, uh, let me know. You know where to find me, Instagram, at KyleHatesHiking, or send me an email, trailtailspod at gmail.com. The next thing I have to say is about 46 climbs. Some of you longtime listeners might remember this from last year, but I'm fundraising again this year for the charity 46 climbs. It was started by a good friend of mine and a, a frequent, semi-frequent guest on the show. He hasn't been on for a while, but Colby Ziemendorf. Him and his now wife, Catherine, founded 46 Climbs, and it's basically a fundraiser for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, but it puts like a hiker spin on it. So you basically, when you sign up, you choose a mountain anywhere in the world, and during the time period between September 4th and September 13th, 2020, you go out and you hike that mountain wearing the t-shirt and the bandana and all the other swag that they send you when you sign up. I have a team, so we can all pool our money together. I, I decided to put it under Kyle Hates Hiking, my YouTube channel this year, because more people saw it through that than they will through the podcast, but don't worry, it's still the Trail Tales team. It just says Kyle Hates Hiking, so please go check that out. I will have a link to the team's page in the show notes. Like, seriously, I've already raised over $2,000 in less than a week, which is so amazing. Like, people are really coming through here, so please go check that out. I would really, really appreciate it. I also have a YouTube video that, a very brief YouTube video that explains just a little bit more in detail, like, what it's all about. So I'll throw a link to that in the show notes as well. Please go check out 46climbs.com and sign up for the Kyle Hates Hiking team. That would be awesome. And lastly, but certainly not leastly, uh, this week's sponsor, you know them, you love them, Sawyer Products. Let me tell you a little bit about their amazing water filters. So not only are their filters extremely easy to use, but they're also held to a higher standard than all their competitors. For instance, 
Sawyer's filters use something called hollow fiber membrane technology. That's a very big term for someone with a small brain like me, but there was an independent study conducted that proved Sawyer's filters to be 75% stronger than other hollow fiber membrane filters on the market. Their filters remove 99.9999 bunch of nines of all bacteria and 100% of microplastics. Another thing that's really cool and really just shows how dedicated Sawyer is to maintaining a high standard of quality is that each Sawyer filter is tested three times during the manufacturing process. And I think that's so, so amazing. I feel like most other filter companies are not doing that. I don't know that for a fact, but I have my doubts. I'll say that Sawyer is so dedicated to maintaining a high standard of quality. And not only are their filters really, really effective, but one other thing I really, really like about them is that they're so easy to backwash. They're so easy to clean. And in fact, you can actually restore the flow rate almost to 100%, just below 100% every single time that you backwash it. You guys have heard me say this before, but I've been using Sawyer's filters for years, long before this podcast, long before I ever worked with them on anything, and I'm honestly going to keep using their filters long after they decide that they've had enough of dealing with my BS. So thank you so much to Sawyer for sponsoring this episode. Thank you so much to Sawyer for keeping this stuff going. I really, really appreciate it. Go check them out, Sawyer.com. With that said, let's do it. Episode number 85 of Trail Tales, my conversation with Taylor the, I always, this always sounds so stupid when I say it, but Taylor, the New Hampshire hiker. <laughs> All right, here we go. Take two. I fucked up the first time. Taylor, the New Hampshire hiker. What's going on? What's going on? Did you have to think about that for a second? <laughs> I don't know the right answer to what's going on. What's going on? I don't know. Not much. Yeah, I don't know. How are you? Is that a better? Is that a um, better opening? Yeah. That's great. I'm great, Kyle. How are you? I am great, except for the the guys that are literally tearing out my neighbor's driveway right outside my window right now. Which apparently you said you couldn't hear it on the microphone. I hope not. But um, yeah, I live like. Mm-hmm right next to somebody's driveway and anyways that's uh, probably gonna distract me but as long as you can't hear my neighbor's dog because no one likes my yeah, neighbor's but dog but you're the guest like you're <laughs> supposed to like you you get a little bit of leeway you know like you're taking the time to like come on my show i feel like i gotta at least my audio has to be good and i can't be a complete shit show and distracted but it'll be okay yeah. my neighbors need a new driveway and they're gonna get it so <laughs> this episode is gonna be cool it's gonna be a little bit different than a normal episode even though i feel like i say that for almost every episode at this point, um, because Taylor and I just recently, what was it, like two, three, three weeks ago now we did did the hike? I feel like it was last weekend. It feels like it was last weekend. It definitely it was like a week la- and a half ago. I think it was like two weeks, two weekends ago, two something weeks? like that. And anyways, recently. yeah, very recently, Taylor and I went on the Monadnock to Sunapee Greenway Trail in New Hampshire, which... If you listen to a lot of these episodes, you might have heard people reference it a few times. I haven't really talked about it too, too much, but I've it's it's been mentioned. I've asked a couple of questions about it in previous episodes, and it's been on my my list for a long time, and I finally got around to doing it with Taylor, um, and it was really cool. So that's what this episode is going to be about. We're going to go through each day and just see, you know, I'm sure we'll go off on some tangents or whatever, um, 
and I, I'm definitely gonna hype this trail up. So I got to give this disclaimer. I did the same thing when I talked about my hike of the Foothills Trail, like God knows how long ago now, over a year ago now. But I got to like give a disclaimer. I'm gonna hype the shit out of this trail, and well, it deserves the hype. That's what I'm saying. Like I feel like <laughs> it'd be so easy, and I feel like people do this sometimes. Like they'll come on and. Like, they'll go on a hike, and maybe it wasn't, maybe it was fun, but there were shitty parts with them. They just hype it up anyway. Like, they just make it sound like an amazing hike. And I just got to say, like, this hike was actually, like, amazing. Like, I feel like very few things went wrong. And this trail, like, genuinely, I think is so underrated and a hidden gem. And so I'm definitely going to hype the shit out of it. But I, like, thought it was amazing. So that's why. I'll back it all up. Yes, please do. Um, But before I start going off about how amazing this trail is, um, for those that aren't familiar with you and your content and all that stuff, Taylor, why don't you go ahead and just introduce yourself? Yeah. So I'm Taylor. I live in New Hampshire. So <laughs> that's just, that's kind of like what all my social media is, New Hampshire. Um, I've lived here for maybe like five years. Um, I'm originally from Massachusetts, but I moved up here and didn't know anyone. So I'm like, well, what's something I can do by myself? So that's kind of how I got into hiking. Um, and I've done the New Hampshire 48, 4,000 footers. The New Hampshire 48, 4,000 footers? <laughs> yeah. I can't even say it. It sounds so New dumb Hampshire. when I say it. <laughs> um, yeah, so I did all the 4,000 footers in about like three years. Um, and then I did, I've done a lot of like smaller lists, but... I love all the lists. Like, I'll find a random list on the internet of hikes to do, and I'll just put it in a binder and just check them off. You actually, like, print them out and, like, keep them in a binder? (laughs) Yeah, I have a hiking binder. So every time I get back from a hike, I open up my binder and I have something to check off. That's pretty old school. (laughs) I like it, though. I like it. I guess I, I kind of, I do have some, like, papers to keep track of, like, my northeast 115 which i've been procrastinating finishing for god knows how long now but um a whole binder i don't know about that <laughs> but i guess a lot of most people know me from when i attempted the at this year yeah why don't you so. talk about what happened there i guess there's not like that much to say but just tell that story yeah. real quick well i was attempting a nobo through hike i started i went up springer mountain on the leap day so february 29th and i got three weeks in until they asked us to get off the trail and i'm not one to go against the rules so i got off at mile 274 hot springs hot springs yep hot springs north carolina yeah so it was a short short hike but and was that like most of your backpacking experience before this hike that we did Yeah, before I set foot on the AT, I only had one night of backpacking experience. Oh, nice! But you, you like, you like crushed it pretty good. Um, Yeah, you said like what was it? Three weeks, so I don't know, around twenty days ish. Yeah, I think I got off on March twenty first. Okay. So I did the two hundred and seventy four miles in three weeks. So you were that sounds right. Yeah, you were you were doing pretty well, and obviously, like you were still an experienced hiker before that. You just hadn't done that much overnight hiking but now you have another through hike to add to your resume or, or a a through hike to add to your <laughs> resume hike. yeah 50 miles counts as a through hike which is a very <laughs> highly debated topic as i learned when i posted my foothills trail video like back before like this is literally like the first video pretty much i ever posted on my channel and 
like over time i've gotten a few people commenting because the foothills trail is about seven uh, 80 just under 80 miles um and I, i've had people comment like oh like that's not a through hike like that's disrespectful to like the at through hikers and i was like well i also hiked the at too and i'm saying it's a through hike yeah. so i don't know who i i don't know it was it was weird so if you're listening to this and you have a strong opinion on what constitutes constitutes is that a word what makes a through hike um let me know is 50 miles a through hike if it's a designated trail and you hike it end to end is 70 yeah. like what's the arbitrary cutoff i think it's i say whatever you want yeah well exactly it <laughs> it's doesn't actually to me exactly it doesn't actually matter but if we're gonna yeah. have like some sort of i just honestly i'm just curious to see what people think and i think it's a through hike if it's if it's like a designated trail, I think it's a. Th- but then again, if it's like a five mile designated trail, like that wouldn't. So I don't know. There's yeah, got to be never, a line somewhere. <laughs> I never knew the term end to end until I started reading the log books on that trail. Oh, really? So now maybe I'm an end to ender. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they they use that term a lot with the uh, long trail as well. Yeah. Like they call in like uh, the official. The Green Mountain Club, I don't know if it's official, but often I hear them refer to people that have hiked the whole trail, not as thru-hikers, but as end-to-enders, so maybe that's how you skirt around that. But with the AT, I always hear thru-hikers. I very rarely hear someone, oh yeah, I'm an AT end-to-ender, you know, that just <laughs> yeah, sounds that weird. sounds ridiculous. <laughs> it just sounds stupid, so I don't know. Um, anyways, uh, why don't you go ahead, Taylor, because I've been blabbing already and I have a feeling I'm going to do a lot of that in this episode. Um why don't you just explain to people what the Monadnock to Sunapee Greenway Trail is? Yeah, so that is a 50-mile trail. It's in, like, southwestern mm-hmm. New Hampshire that starts on Mount, I always butcher this word, Monadnock. Monadnock, not Monadnock. Yes. Monadnock, <laughs> which I said in my video and people called me out. <laughs> Monadnock, and then it goes 50 miles north to Mount Sunapee. So it's like a summit to summit hike. Yeah. yeah. And I had no idea what it was until you mentioned it. Yeah. I like mean, a it's, month ago. <laughs> like I said a few minutes ago, it's not a popular trail. I mean, as we found out too, because we saw what, like maybe three people that were hiking it the whole time yeah, we were out there. Only, only three others. And like two of them were hiking together too as a group. So it's like, it's not a popular trail at all. And it's a hidden gem. Like I'm telling you, I... I, I already said that. I said it in like my videos and stuff, but this trail is amazing. Like, oh, it's it's so good. Um, yeah. It's maintained by the Monadnock to Sunapee Tr- Greenway Trail uh, Club. So it has its own, you know, volunteer organization. Yeah, they, and we need to shout them out for oh, how how well they maintain that. It's, it's so good. Like, it's so good. Like, not not just the trail itself. Like I don't, I didn't see a blowdown the entire trail. Like they, they're on top of that, but also just the shelters too. Like there's shelters on this trail, yeah. which is which is really cool. I think because you don't see that many like like seldom hiked trails like this that have like fully formed campsites and like lean tos and stuff. So yeah, um, I always thought all the New Hampshire ones were just on the AT. So yeah. that surprised me. Yeah, me too. And like they're very well maintained like it's 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 just like they they do such a good job they're very old school i will say because uh, i tried to make a donation online and they were like we don't have like an online donation they were like send me a check and i was like well i don't have a checkbook but i'm still gonna figure that out because i want to i want to like help them out a little bit because like it was such an amazing experience but anyways um let's talk about day one and let's start with the logistics had you ever done like a car swap before taylor i don't think i have like i 
I don't really have many hiking friends that live near me. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of a lot of my friends are just like anti hikers, so I've never been able to. <laughs> they're not just not hikers, but they're <laughs> anti hikers. They're like, well, we fucking hate hiking. <laughs> all my all my friends are skiers, so they're uh, like, if there's no chairlift, why why am I gonna go up there? That is, I feel like this. The, I know a lot of skiers over here in Vermont too, obviously, and I feel like that is kind of. A, I don't know. There's some people that are into both, but my yeah. roommates both are very big into skiing. Both very good skiers and pretty hard to get them to come out on a hike but <laughs> so i, I yeah. guess i i guess i understand that but um the car yeah, swap so i've never done yeah i've never done a car car spot yeah swap, car spot whatever. car swap people call it whatever but um i thought it went pretty well it is kind of a pain i guess i'll explain to you just briefly for those that don't know it's basically where if you have a point to point trail so you're starting and finishing in two different spots obviously you got to get like you gotta have some sort of transportation you can't just drive to the start hike to the finish then be like oh shit like what do i do now so you know we you could do a shuttle or what we did is we met at the end of the trail which was at mount sunapee we left my car there took taylor's car to the beginning of the trail and then hiked from the beginning back to my car and then when we got to my car obviously we drove down back to the beginning and dropped taylor off at her car so it is kind of a pain in the ass unfortunately but um yeah and it's like an hour drive between the two cars yeah yeah which it felt a little bit redundant for me at the end because i was like shit like i'm adding an hour to my trip but then i ended up getting five guys burgers oh, and fries it. on the way back in keen so it was 100 worth it because otherwise i wouldn't be able to do that but um yeah it's it's like it's not ideal but i mean the only other option we had was to pay a taxi company and i'm not even sure if we could have gotten them to do it i'd called them last year when i was planning this hike and they quoted me at like 130 dollars i think and i was like i just can't i just can't justify doing that when i could go do a loop hike somewhere else um so like there's really not that many options on this trail unfortunately uh there's not even any that i'm aware of at least actual like shuttle services for the trail it's mostly it's just that that one taxi company i guess so we had to do that but um you know it was fine we jammed out a little bit, got some dunks on the way back. That was good. And uh, then we started the hike. Do you want to just talk a little bit about, um, this might be dated by the time people hear this, if it's like in the future at some point, but um, just like the process of like the parking at Madadna, because that's a little bit of a, not that much of a pain, but you just have to plan a little bit for that, you know? Yeah. So what, we we made like a reservation to park our car there. Yep. And it was like 16 bucks and we were able to leave the car there the whole time. And they gave us like a little tag to put on the windshield and basically just said, hiking the Menadnocks on a pea greenway, be back in four days. They were very laid back about it, which was good. Yeah. And the the parking lot was giant. Like we saw a little tiny part of it, but I think it went back in the woods Mm -hmm. forever. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely did. So. And and I'm not sure how much so we, yeah the reservation thing you mentioned I'm not sure if that's normal or if that's COVID because uh, could be but even even without COVID as we're probably going to talk about in a minute Mount Monadnock is extremely popular like freaking the most or second most whatever yeah, popular the mountain most hiked mountain in North America something ridiculous like that I yeah. I mean, it's beautiful, but I I really don't get why everyone. I don't either. One spot. <laughs> I mean, I get it's like close to Boston, and stuff, but it's like I I don't really understand that either, to be honest. But you yeah. know, 
I'm not sure if the reservation was COVID related or if it was normal because there's just so many people trying to hike it and they fill up or something. But as of friggin' summer 2020, <laughs> you have to make a reservation to park at the Monadnock uh, State Park headquarters. Now, there are lots of other trails. Some of them, most of them, I think, are still controlled by uh, the state, New Hampshire. I'm not sure what it's like leaving a car for a couple days at those other trailheads. I'm not sure how they work. I, I just know that for the headquarters, the state park headquarters, um, yeah, you just go online, get the reservation. I, I did it like the day before we parked and it was a Friday. So they were very chill about it and it was no big deal. So we did that. And then the hike up Mount Monadnock. Oh I'm my curious. God. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm, I'm glad you, I'm glad you said that because I was expecting like, I was like, Oh, Mount Monadnock, like, most popular mountain or whatever like a bunch of random people do it like it'll probably be super easy like we're just gonna crush it and and it wasn't like the most difficult thing i've ever done but it was way fucking harder than i actually thought it was to be honest and it sounds like you kind of agree with that yeah and we just need to say that we hiked like friday to monday and all four of those days were sunny and like 90 degrees yeah it was really hot out (laughs) yeah the heat played a big factor into the difficulty of that and also, yeah. I think just the fact that we were starting out and we had like full food and full water and we'd just been in the car for a couple hours and all yeah. those and just people, there's so many people going up. I could not believe that, honestly. Yeah. And I have a big fear of dehydration. So I chugged about a liter of Gatorade <laughs> in the parking lot and the entire hike up, I thought it was going to come back up. <laughs> like I was bent over in pain for most of the hike up. To be fair, pretty much every single person we saw on the way up was also bent over in pain, myself included. Uh, oh, maybe yeah. not that that kind of pain, but just in their little tiny day packs. Yeah, yeah, and we had our huge our huge backpacks, and it was just crazy for me because like I've been on crowded trails before, I've been on like popular hikes before, but I've never been on a hike where the entire time was around other people. Like, oh yeah, like that that actually like and again like I. I can't say I was, like, shocked about it because, like, we knew it was really popular and stuff. But, like, holy shit, there's a lot of people. Like, you were constantly around people, like, both directions, like, passing people, getting passed by people, like, people on the way down, like, just the whole time. And, of course, we were the only ones that had, like, heavy backpacks, too. Like, everybody else was just day hiking, so that was kind of And you couldn't, like, as soon as you stopped hiking for a second, there's, like, five people behind you that want to pass you. Yeah. And then they pass you, and then you start hiking again, and then you have to pass them. (laughs) Yeah. It was a big, giant mountain game of leapfrog. Literally. It was was unbelievable. So, honestly, I would would suggest if you're going to hike Mount Monadnock, don't go up the White Dot Trail. That's what we did, which is like, I, it's probably, it's got to be like the most popular trail. Like there was, because yeah. on the way down, obviously we, you know, we were on another trail, the Dublin Trail, I think it's called, something yeah. like that. Um, and that's where the Greenway actually starts. But it was like, there was hardly, I think we passed like two or three people on that trail. So yeah, mm-hmm. go on a different trail if you're going to hike Mount Monadnock. But like the summit, oh my God, like it's a super like open very big summit like there's a lot of space up there for people and it was just and this is a friday too like not even a saturday or a sunday oh my god i can't even imagine yeah. like there were so many people up there it was it was unreal and yeah. this trail uh, try not to hike that in this on a saturday yeah anyone listening don't do it <laughs> definitely don't do it on a saturday if you can help it and and this trail the Monadnock to Sunapee greenway trail let's just call it the greenway or that's actually we were talking about that 
what what is the like the short term name for this trail because like the at or the appalachian trail is like the at but this trail it's like we were trying to decide what the short i don't even know the m the msg t msgt the msgt i don't know i like saying the greenway yeah i think the greenway is the best way to just i don't know my opinion the best way um just call it the greenway but the greenway it starts on the summit of mount monadnock so you can climb the mountain any way you want as long as you get to the top and that's where like the trail starts technically so that those first what like two and a half it wasn't even that long to climb up monadnock it felt way longer we're up Um, there in like an hour and a half i think yeah but it it was just so it was tough climb so (laughs) it's like that's where the trail actually starts is on is on the summit and then from the top of monadnock on the rest was like sick but the first couple miles up that was not a huge fan you know (laughs) yeah no i mean i was gonna do monadnock anyways because it's part of a new hampshire list it's part of 52 with the view so i'm glad i got that oh you can did you pull out the binder when you got back and check that off oh well yeah i did it like 10 minutes ago because i forgot (laughs) (laughs) so once we go up to the top of monadnock that's where the actual trail started and the rest of the day after that was pretty pretty chill i would say um i don't know a short day i think we only hiked eight miles that day yeah and that includes the two miles that weren't technically part of the greenway so really Mm -hmm. only like six miles of the actual trail that first day but you know we had to drive or at least i you know we yeah we both both had to drive down and then do the car spot so we kind of planned it we're like okay we'll do a half day of hiking so we have time and we don't have to rush and or get up like stupid early in the morning to to make all that happen um, so I don't know. I thought that was a pretty good plan. What would you say? Yeah, that worked out really well. Cause then the two middle days were really big days. And... Yeah. So if yeah. you think about it, it's like technically we did it in four days cause it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday we finished, but on Friday and Monday we only did half days. So it's really, it was really like a three day ordeal. Yeah. Um, two full days, two half days. I thought it was perfect. I did too. Cause honestly, this trail's not that difficult. No. Like it's. Like you're doing a little bit. Of, it's it's pretty rare that it's like completely flat, but you're not really doing. Honestly, Monadnock, in my opinion, was by far the hardest climb of the whole trail. Yeah, definitely, and it was perfect to hike it in the summer because I did not want to do like a 50 mile trail in the whites on a weekend in July. Like that just that's way too much elevation. Mm-hmm. So this was a good break. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Because it just wasn't that difficult. And another thing about this trail is I would say roughly... Okay, I'm going to break it down, Taylor. Ready? I Mm -hmm. think a third of this trail is um, actual like hiking trail like everybody's probably used to. The second third is like kind of ATV style trail. So like you're still in the backcountry. There's no houses and anything around you. It's just a wider easy trail you know yeah and then the last third is just straight up like dirt roads you know still not you know you're not really ever in like super dense civilization but you're on like these back dirt roads maybe there's some like some summer you know people's houses like seasonal places or even sometimes they're they're full-time residences like hunting camps things like that um you're really you're on like not traditional hiking trail for the majority of this trail, which I actually thought was really cool. What, what did you think about that? 
Yeah, I'd say that's pretty that's pretty accurate. I really enjoyed the like the dirt roads cuz I don't know, I just like when the miles go by really fast. Yep. So I would look at the map and look for a dirt do- for a dirt road and get super excited about it. Mhm. Um but yeah, the the actual trail, like the one third of hiking trails were pretty cool because they were up and over like rolling hills yeah and it was full-blown blueberry season yes amazing (laughs) that was amazing yeah Um, sorry i'm we're getting or Uh, it's my fault like i'm getting ahead of we're jumping into day two yeah we're jumping into day two but i mean i guess we pretty much covered day one like there wasn't that much to say after monadnock we stayed at the uh, spill tour spilt something spill tour it's like I don't even remember how to spell it, but the very first shelter on the trail, if you're going northbound and it was just a nice little spot, you know, I think it was like a mile from the road. It wasn't too far in there, but you know, it was, it's private property, but it's super well maintained. There's a couple spots for tents out back. There's a privy with no cover, which is a little (laughs) bit weird, but you see that sometimes like on the AT too, I guess. And so I don't know, it was a cool little spot. And then those- Yeah, the the shelters on this trail were amazing, but the privies were- were very minimal. Yeah, it was kind of hit or miss with the privies. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it is it is what it is. It's still better than nothing. Oh, and then the highlight of day one, very <laughs> sarcastically, the was frog. realizing that my Sawyer O-ring oh. wasn't there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Awkward. This episode's sponsored by Sawyer, but... Oh, I'm <laughs> no, sorry, it's, No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I found it because you're not the only person who's had that problem. I, sh- I-, I kind of want to talk to them about it and see what they have to say. But I found yeah. if anybody's ever had their Sawyer O-ring fall out, um, it's probably, probably due to the fact that you screwed it on too tight because I had that happen to me like years ago, like before the AT, before podcast, YouTube, all that stuff. And I discovered that if I just didn't like screw the bottle on super tight, if you literally just turn it until it's like, you know, good, then yeah. it's good. And it doesn't, I've never had it fall out since then, but, well, but I yeah. I know that now. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I, I use the Sawyer on my, my 21 days of the AT and I don't think I'd use anything else, but yeah, it's pretty easy thing to check before you hike. Yes, and it's you a should big problem that could be easily avoided. You should definitely check it. Definitely check yeah. your O-rings, folks. Um, I thought you were going to say the highlight was the frog. <laughs> oh, yes, I'm. I'm very jumpy. Um, anything scares me. So yeah, I stepped on a frog and screamed at the top of my lungs. Did you actually step on it or did you just step like close to it? Um, I was mid-step. Like my foot was coming down right over the frog <laughs> and then it jumped away. So the frog, the frog is alive and well. I thought you but, were yeah. like falling into the water or something. I was like, <laughs> I was like looking away, like filling up my bottle or whatever. And I was like, here's a scream, like shit. And then yeah. just a frog. <laughs> go, watch, scream... go watch the video, everybody. It's in the video. <laughs> I scream when I see those little salamanders too. Like they're only two inches long. Yeah, there and... was a lot of those. Yeah, I like those guys. But yeah, I'm I'm incredibly jumpy for <laughs> being really into backpacking and hiking. It happens. <laughs> it happens. So yeah. I guess that was day one, pretty much. Um, yeah. It's just a pretty pretty good day all around, except for the heat. But that's okay. Day two. Too. So we I didn't s- see you for a lot of it. Yeah, we hiked like separate for like definitely at least half the day. Yeah. Um, and the morning was very a lot of roads, like mo- mostly dirt roads. I would say, which again I liked. Like people 
complain about road walking and it sucks when it's like a paved road and there's cars wasn't by you but when they're like back roads and there's still like a bunch of really pretty like views and stuff like I don't mind that at all so I really enjoyed that first part of the day there wasn't like many there weren't cars or people or houses like we passed a couple farms with like ponies or actual ponies (laughs) horses (laughs) and cows and stuff but yeah there were some cool things to look at I was we staring went. down some cows at one point. I was like literally just editing that part of my video right before we started this, so that's fresh on my mind. <laughs> yeah, they were all staring at me. And then we walked through a couple, or one town, I think Nelson. Yeah, and town is a very generous <laughs> word for for Nelson Center, I think it's called or something. Yeah, I couldn't even find a like a bench or anything. This pretty much, on. it was like a couple houses, a church, and a library, and that was pretty much it. There like, was no a very nice social distance mask going on at the church, <laughs> yes, which was really out cute. Yes, in the front of the church, all these like <laughs> these old folks were just sitting there, you know, with their lawn chairs. Like, I don't even, they were, I think they were just shooting the shit, honestly. Like, I don't even, I don't, I'm yeah, sure they were doing something there in front of the church, but. They, I think they started yelling, because I, I wanted to walk around the town and take some videos and and do stuff and see and then i walked past where the greenway was supposed to go and they all started yelling at Same. me like you went too far <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Geez. and then i got awkward and just left so i didn't see much of nelson <laughs> there, and to be fair there really wasn't much to see but i did the same thing kind of i was just like i got my camera i was filming there's like a civil war monument there or something and then they started to talk to me and one guy in particular there's probably like six or seven of them in the circle maybe like one guy in particular was like kind of chirping me it was kind of funny like he was like (laughs) i forget what he said he said when i told him i was from uh vermont he he was because for those that don't know the connecticut river separates vermont and new hampshire that's the border and what did he what did he say he was like I guess New Hampshire, like the border is at the Vermont side of the river. So the river's like in New Hampshire or something. That's what he said anyway. So he's like, oh, like, you know, we own the river. Like you guys don't. And I was like, yeah, whatever, dude. Like I live on, I live on the other side of the state. Like I live on the Lake Champlain side. Like I don't fucking care, but it was funny. And then they all started chirping him and they were like, oh yeah, this is an intervention for him. Like don't mind him or whatever, which I thought was pretty funny. What are they doing? Can you hear that? Jesus Christ. I hear nothing. Okay, good. They're they're going ape shit out there with the fucking machines. But anyways, um, that was that was kind of funny. Um, and then and then we kind of caught up to each other. It was like halfway, yeah, like halfway through or something like that, right? Yeah, I I was so excited. I got to a parking lot. I threw my backpack on the floor. I'm like, I'm gonna take a nap until Kyle comes. And then, <laughs> like, it was three minutes later, and you know, yeah. They said those people said I was only ten minutes behind you. So yeah. I wasn't, like, killing myself because it was just so hot, and I was, like, filming a lot, and I don't know, I was like, shit, I'm on vacation, I took work off to do this, so I'm gonna (laughs) enjoy it. (laughs) I know, I expected to see you within, like, half an hour. I mean, (laughs) we we hiked at the same pace for pretty much, because even when we were, like, hiking together, you know, we were pretty much, like, you know, I was maybe, like, 30, 40 yards in front of you for most of it, but, like, you're still hiking at the same pace, so, you know, it makes sense, I guess. Um... Let's see. So what was after that? After that, we got to that shelter, the Critter Shelter. What was that? Oh, for like Cr- a lunch break? Critter Shelter or something? C-R-I-D. Yeah, Critter. So, yeah, Critter. Because there was a sign on the preview that said <laughs> Critter Crapper. Yes, yes, I, I remember that. that. <laughs> and that was a really cool shelter because it was in like an area that had been logged recently. 
So yeah. like you're still kind of in the woods, but it was like a little bit more open woods than usual for like the Northeast. And so I remember that personally because I'm a weirdo and I pay attention to the forest and remember those things. But I thought that was it was a beautiful little spot there. Yeah, I liked it. We hung out there for like half an hour. Got some food. And then after that, we Oh, pat- then we saw the chapel. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, we the- walked through like a little neighbor, like lakeside neighborhood. And there was a little chapel on the side of the road and a sign that said free water, which I was super excited about. It was like really, it was like a cute little setup there because it yeah. was literally like a, like a mini chapel, like, like enough room for like three people. It was a tiny little thing, you yeah. know. Yeah. And a lot of flowers and a bridge and very... it was It was almost like trail magic. Yeah. I thought it was trail magic. I mean, I think it was. Yeah, it was. It was magic. There's a case. There's a case of water, <laughs> yeah. so I didn't have to bug you to borrow your your Sawyer. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> no, but um, that was that was cool because even though not that many people hike through there, they had set that up, I guess, for the hikers. But it was also on like a, again a dirt road, and there's people driving yeah. through a little bit. So maybe it could have been for not us. Who knows? Know. Who knows? But if you want to swim on this trail, um. Oh, shit, I should like open gut hook and like figure out where it was because give people some some pro tips. But there, I think there was like a little. We didn't stop there, but I think there was like a little swimming area that you could have gone in if you like wanted to swim. But we we probably should have because it was so hot. But I feel I like we always talked about jumping in the lake and swimming, but we never actually did. It's way easier said than done when you're yeah. like trying to hike a bigger day like that because we did like 18 or 19 ish miles that day so it's not like we had a, sh- a ton of time to to mess around you know yeah if there was ever water or a lake next to where we were camping then i probably would have gone swimming but i don't think that ever happened what was that place called i'm, I'm sorry i'm trying to find it on gut hook here center pond that's what it was called and it was at mile 15 uh this is the gut hook mile just wrong though like around 17 miles say 16 or 17 miles northbound there's a little swimming area so a little pro tip there mm-hmm. um and, and then that, th- is that the place that they no that's not the place that the lady said was infested with leeches oh i forgot that about was in that. washington there was a couple there's a couple <laughs> little like places you could have swam and like little lakes and stuff um yeah. But I think the next highlight for the day after that was probably Pitcher Mountain, yeah? Yeah, that was my favorite. Pitcher Mountain was really cool, and that's where the blueberries come into play. Yeah, like right... but Well, it's before you go up Pitcher. It was labeled on Gut Hook as the blueberry pasture. So that was the first blueberries we saw. Mm-hmm. And they, were, they advertise it as pick-your-own-blueberries. So there were quite a few tourists or... yeah there was a decent amount of people up there but it wasn't like really overwhelming because it's like a really it's steep but it's only like a half mile to get up there from the parking lot so a lot of people could yeah. go up there and it's pretty like open. not even i hiked that like a month ago before i knew about this monadnock centipede trail i can't believe you didn't get the blueberries on video <laughs> taylor what the hell you know what they weren't in season when i hiked it in june <laughs> i know every just Still a little a little side note. Whenever I've talked to like other people with YouTube channels, like we always bond over the ridiculous fucking comments that people leave. And so Taylor had gotten a comment on her first video when she did this hike the first time. 
um, somebody was like giving her shit for not showing the blueberries, even though it wasn't blueberry season. So that's my know. that's my joke. Yeah, and in that video, I hiked eight mount, I not mountains, but I hiked eight trails in one day. So I didn't do like a ton of research. I just looked it up, went up, down, and then went to the next trail. So. My bad. Missed that important part. <laughs> you got plenty of blueberries on camera the second time, though. So <laughs> Yes. And we ate plenty. There were so many blueberries up there. And a little, another pro tip, if you go to Pitcher Mountain and you want to get, like, the best blueberries, like, just walk a little bit further north on the Greenway. I'm talking, like, 0.1 or 0.2, not very far. But, like, if you do that, you're going to be away from the trail that everybody else, like, all the day hikers go on. And so, like, the blueberries were kind of picked over, like, on the very top. There's still some, but if you go just a little bit further, it was, like, blueberries, like, just intense. Like, I was a little bit overwhelmed, I'll be honest. Like, just freaking, like, I just wanted to stop, like, every two seconds because there was just so many, like, ripe blueberries just not picked. And we did stop every two seconds. Yeah, we did stop a lot. (laughs) But, yeah, that's that's the ultimate pro tip because no one, everyone stops at the Pitcher Mountain parking lot, goes up, down. It's round trip, 0.7 miles, so it's incredibly easy to get to but yeah no one knows what the greenway trail is and no one knows you can go further than that so we exactly did. and we got all the fresh blueberries and it was sick there's so many blueberries um and there's also just kind of open up there like a lot of this this middle section of the trail reminded me of like the balds down south kind of like to a lesser they're not like tall like the balds are but i feel like it's pretty rare in new england to have like open like kind of hilltops open mountaintops um and there was a a couple of those as we're gonna as we're gonna get into in a second when we talk about where we camped and so i thought that was just really really cool um so then that was like towards the end of the day but you know we went over a couple little other hills some more blueberries and then we ran into that lady who gave us like the tip off about that camping spot jackson yeah i feel like she really she was just like a massive fan of the Greenway Trail. Yes, she was. And so she just, she talked to us a lot. I feel like it was one of those things where you keep saying like, bye, have a nice and day. And then she keeps and then going. Yeah. she had something else to say. Exactly. But yeah, she was, she was talking to us a bunch and she's the one that told us where to camp that night. And it was funny because we ran into her earlier. Like, I don't oh, know if you talked yeah. to her at all, but I talked to her for a few minutes. Probably you like, did. like. And then as soon as I caught up to you, she said bye. Yeah, yeah. But it was probably like two or three hours earlier, maybe two hours earlier on a Mm -hmm. different part of the trail, obviously. And she was going for a trail run and she stopped and, you know, she was talking up the trail, whatever, had a nice little conversation. And then we we saw her right at the end of the day again up on the blueberry part. And I think you can drive up there. So I think she had driven up there. And the first thing she said, she was like, oh, yeah, like, like, I like I. What, what did she say? The way she said it was weird. She didn't say like, oh, we just talked a few hours ago. She said like, oh, like we've met before. And I was like, we <laughs> did you have? think it was a subscriber? <laughs> I thought it, I thought at first maybe it was like, or she's like, oh, like I know you. I forget what she said, something like that. So I was like, from where? And then she's like, and then she said like, oh, you know, a few hours ago. And I was like, oh, it's the same lady. She was dressed differently too. She had been running and stuff. Oh, um, that's funny. And she tipped us off because there's this campsite called the Fox Brook Tent Site or Campsite. Yeah, and I wasn't excited to stay there. No, it wasn't. It wasn't that great. And that's where we had planned to camp, and we were probably uh, like a half mile away from it when we met the lady the second time. And she told us about Jackson Hill, which was only like point 
eight further up the trail and there's no water but she said that there was room on this little bald hill for tents there's more blueberries up there too um and she said that like not many people know about it so like it's a nice little like secret spot to camp so secrets out sorry but um (laughs) when we heard about that the weather was like perfect we knew that and i was like shit like maybe we should go camp up there it might be kind of cool and then we got to the fox brook tents campsite whatever it is and it's a it's fine there's water close by which is good but but it's not duplex friendly no there's not very many flat spots that aren't the tent platform there's a massive tent platform there which you know in the older days those were great but nowadays i feel like building tent platforms at backcountry sites is a little bit outdated because there's so many like non-freestanding tents now like the trekking pole tents and stuff and those are getting more popular so it wouldn't have been a great spot for that type of shelter for sure yeah i agree yeah so we sat there and drank water for like five minutes and then left (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. And it was like point A, it was uphill. Maybe it was point A, it was point something. It wasn't that bad. It felt like it was eight miles. <laughs> <laughs> it was uphill. And we had to haul all our water uphill, obviously, because there's no water up there. So yeah. that kind of sucked. But I mean it wasn't it wasn't the end of the world. I think it was worth it, maybe, with with the stupid thing we're gonna talk about in a second. But um Yeah. No, it was a hundred percent worth it. Because it was a beautiful spot, so that's a little pro tip. If you have a hammock, you're shit out of luck. There's no spots to hang a hammock, but Jackson Hill, nice little secret camping spot. However, if you camp up there, be Beware. prepared to run into our, quote, friend, fucking, I don't even remember what he said his name was. There's a guy that lives very close by to this. And again, like I said earlier, a lot of this trail is on like ATV style trails. And this particular point eight, it didn't really seem like it was an ATV trail. Usually you can tell, you know, there's the rivets. There's like a lot of mud, like you can see the tracks if people have been going there frequently, and that's usually kind of like a like a tip off, right? I yeah, didn't see that. Yeah, and then the way that the side of the mountain that we climbed up was definitely a hiking trail. Yeah. Like an ATV wouldn't fit on the side that. But even, actually, no, it did because he went he, down. He that went way. down it, yeah, and even the other side, like huh. the side we went down, didn't really like like. <laughs> He, like, barely fit his fucking thing through there. Like, I don't think he was supposed to be driving yeah. on that that part of the trail. Yeah, um, and then there were no ATV signs. We didn't see until the next morning, but whatever. He didn't care. Yeah, and there yeah, are a lot obviously. of ATV trails that are nearby, so it's not like he was completely not supposed to be in the area at all. There was lots of ATV trails nearby, but that particular, like, summit was not an ATV trail. But anyway, yeah, so what, sorry. But we were kind of in the same position because there were plenty of other places we could have ca- camped, but we chose that hill. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So anyway. I'm not saying what he did was right, but I guess neither of us expected the other person to be up there. Exactly. Exactly. Because again, I don't think many people go up there or camp up there or anything like that. Yeah. And so it was probably about 930 the first was- time. 10 30 okay so it was pretty I was already late. asleep it was pretty late the first time he came up the first time yeah. he came up um and so yeah we were already sleeping i had kind of heard the atv off in the distance and at first i thought like oh you know there's just so many trails nearby like i probably just hearing it off in the distance and i, I but i kind of sat up and i was just a little bit hyper alert i was like okay i'm just gonna you know wait until it goes away probably like five minutes i was hearing it and then it did go away. So I was like, okay, we're like, it's, you know, it's gone now. 
I laid back down and then another like 30 seconds later it I hear it like real loud all of a sudden I'm like oh shit like this is definitely coming up here and then I see the lights and at this point I like hopped out of my tent because like I said there's not a ton of room up there and if he hadn't known we were up there like I feel like it, especially because it was late at night I was like I don't know if they've probably been drinking like they're probably not you know, paying attention. So I was like, I want to make sure they see us so they don't fucking run us over. Cause we were like right next to the trail. Yeah. Plenty, like plenty our, of space. Both of our tents were like two, well, not even two feet away from where people would hike or ATV exactly. or anything. Exactly. And so like, I, I, I jumped out of the tent. I like ran over to you. I was like, Hey, like wake up. Like this guy's like, no, up. you didn't just say, Hey, wake up. You screamed. I thought we were about to die he was like right there though <laughs> so i wanted to make sure i got the point across and the thing was yeah. kind of loud too because i don't know like i that's sketchy too like you don't know like what that person's like they're you're kind of stuck up there so yeah and you told me you're like turn on your light turn on your light and i'm like just i'm very drowsy and sleepy i didn't know <laughs> why i was turning on my light i didn't notice the atv so i thought yeah i yeah. was i was pretty scared so this if the guy frog scared me then the atv guy definitely oh yeah did. true this guy he comes up you know, the first thing I saw was that he had kids in the back, which made me a little bit like less sketch because like I didn't like I didn't know it was late at night. I was like, this is bizarre. But this guy comes out. He fucking stops at the top. He's got the thickest like like Massachusetts, like Southern New Hampshire fucking accent. I'm not even gonna try to do it, but like definitely a huge Red Sox fan. I'll say that. Guys, um, look at those stars over there. Oh my god! Like and he was so excited. That's the Big Dipper, guys. <laughs> That's perfect. He definitely been drinking a little bit. He wasn't like belligerent, like it was fine, but he definitely he was definitely drinking a little bit. But um, you know, he was nice, you know, he's you know, talking everything up, like just super fucking pomp dude and like you know <laughs> Look I, at them windmills. Yeah, oh my god, it was ridiculous. So so like I was talking to him for a minute, I was like, you know what? He lives here, he probably comes up here a lot, like he's not not used to seeing people up here, like whatever, you know, I'm not gonna who am I to tell this guy to like, get off, like we're here or whatever. Um, but but the thing that really pissed me off was when he starts talking about how this is only trip number one, <laughs> and he's gonna come back up in a few minutes with his freaking with his with his friends because that was the yeah. kids' trip. And he's like, oh yeah, we're gonna come back up with with my friends that are in town or whatever. Yeah, we like, gotta get rid of these kids and then come up with the adults and then that'll be the real party. Yeah, I was Great. like, <laughs> I I literally didn't even say anything. I just like got in my tent. I was like, whatever, dude. And so they left. They weren't up there for very long, thankfully, probably like five minutes. And then, like, I was probably awake for like another half an hour after that, and they didn't come back up. So I was like, all right, maybe he decided not to come back up. So I went back to sleep. I figured, oh, if he comes up again, I'll like hear it again. Like, I'll have time to like be ready or whatever so he doesn't hit us again. Um, fell asleep. And then I did not hear him coming the second time. I woke up to the lights right in my face. I was like, oh, fuck. I, just, I didn't even have time to get out of my tent. I just like waved my headlamp like right outside the mesh of my tent or whatever. Yeah. And he comes up with the adults. Same fucking thing. Because it was like the second time I was like, really, dude? Like, you know, we're sleeping here. Like, yeah, that's obnoxious when you know someone's sleeping and, and it you was still go what, up. Almost 1 a.m. at this point. It was. Yeah. Like 1231. So it was like, ugh, come on. So that was annoying. Thankfully, again, they didn't stay for that long. They were probably only there for another five minutes. But um, yeah, just be on the lookout if you camp on Jackson Hill in Washington. Yes. According to him, though, that does have the best view in Washington, New Hampshire. So. <laughs> Which I guess is a claim to fame. <laughs> I guess that's why he had to come up twice in the same night. Um, I don't know. So anyways, uh, that was that. Um, 
then we day three what was day, day three th- we went into washington yes so we actually went into the town of washington on day three which is cool there's a little like general store there with a grill it's like kind of a restaurant kind of like a little you know convenience store or whatever too it was had, a gas station actually they had gas they had <laughs> freaking t-shirts and hats they had it all they do it all there in Washington because it's literally the only fucking business there. But one stop shop. They're very hiker friendly. They had even had a sign out front, you know, welcoming hikers. They filled up your water bottles for you. You know, they just they knew they knew what to do, and they had very good food that was very reasonably priced, a very full menu and everything. And it was nice little, nice little cold soda in the middle of a very hot day. It was 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 great, definitely. Yeah, I was looking forward to that the entire time. (laughs) Like, even days leading up to actually going on the hike, I'm like, I can't wait to have a soda at this. (laughs) You're like, not even on trail. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, I could go downstairs and get one in the fridge right now, but no, I'm going to save it for (laughs) the Washington General Store. And it was a great, it was a great little spot. That's where we ran into those other two through hikers as well. They had outdoor seating. Yep, they had the whole shebang. Um, And then we trudged on very full. Um, very sweaty. And then I feel like after Washington, the trail scenery kind of changed because after that you go up Lovell Mountain, Lovewell Mountain, yeah, something like that. And that was a decent climb for the trail. It was probably next to Monadnock. It was probably the biggest climb. It still wasn't that bad. Yeah, it was the second biggest, but it was nowhere near Monadnock. No, it wasn't. But at, at that point, I felt like the the terrain really started to change, like the scenery started to change, because up to that point, I mean, at this point, we're probably, I don't know how many miles, I'm going to look it up as I blab here, but up to that point, it was a lot of, like, rolling hills, a lot of, a a ton of rock walls, like, ancient shit that had been placed there, like, hundreds, of, like, I don't know how long, a long yeah. freaking time ago, and I, I love that shit, like, I love you history, love so... I probably wouldn't have noticed they were there if you didn't. There were so many them of them. Out. And like, you don't get those in the whites. Like, you don't even get those yeah. up here in like in my part of Vermont. So it, it was just like, I don't know. I, I love Southern New England like that. I, I just thought it was really cool. Yeah, um, I saw those all the time when I lived in Massachusetts. But oh, yeah, now that you say it, there. I don't say anymore. Yeah. So Lovewell Mountain is 33.3 miles in or 36-ish because the, the first two miles of the trail aren't on gut hook for some reason. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, around there. And so I felt like at that point, not only did we stop seeing the rock walls, but we also started to get into like the pine and like spruce trees a little bit, slightly higher elevation than the rest of the trail. Um, And then even from then on afterwards, I feel like it reminded me more of like northern, central, northern Vermont instead of like southern Vermont, like southern New England kind of. So I really just noticed like the scenery kind of changed on a dime after Washington, which I thought was pretty cool um yeah was it more hiking and less roads yeah yeah definitely more trail that day definitely more trail that day like trail trail that day um and i had like a moment like um the the two miles before the shelter i had gotten a little bit ahead of taylor and it was just like up on this beautiful ridge and there weren't really any views but i could just tell like i was kind of high up and like there's a nice breeze so it was finally cooling down a little bit and we stayed at the moose lookout shelter that night which i thought was a freaking gorgeous spot it was amazing there um and i feel like i don't know i don't really have any stories from day three but i thoroughly enjoyed that hike i think we did what like 17 miles or something yeah it was 17 but it was so much harder than the second day you really think it It was was that much harder i thought i was in 
that last couple miles when we were on that ridge leading up to the shelter, I was in so much pain. I don't know, like from exhaustion and my feet hurt. So you were like, you were probably bouncing up and down on that ridge, enjoying the moment. And I was crawling. (laughs) So we had two very different experiences. Those last, I think it was 1.6 miles on that ridge. And and that's, that's not to say that I wasn't (laughs) tired. I was tired. And as soon as I stopped hiking, it kind of hit me. I was like, oh, we probably said like three words to each other that whole night because we were just like, oh, fuck, like fucking tired. But I don't know. I just I just enjoyed like the high. I was also listening to like some music. I was just grooving. But once Lucky I stopped, you. I was definitely <laughs> tired. I had a sick bear hang that night, though. I had a perfect branch. We both, we both did, actually. Did. Yeah, you, you did, too. Except honestly. my bear hang was directly above my tent, which I feel <laughs> like defeats the purpose. Probably not <laughs> super advised, but it was Hey, a nice bear hang is a nice bear hang. I don't care. There was no way That's a bear was getting that shit. That's all I had energy so. to do. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that was day three. Then day four was the day we finished, and it wasn't really that much to it. We saw, what was that place called? The Pond? Oh. I gotta look it up. I keep freaking closing gut hook. I should just leave it open. Um, it right nice. be- Very, very close to the summit of Mount Sunapee, so right at the end. Um, solitude. Solitude. Lake Solitude. Which is yeah. a very gorgeous spot. You get like a a couple like little like cliffs and views on this last day, which was nice because you don't get a ton of like mountain views. You know, I guess yeah. you did. I like, feel a like couple, we had but... a couple lookouts. Yeah, to little Sunapee. lookouts. That's that's the that's the right word. Yeah, so we can see because you you can kind of like and if you look on like a hook on the elevation profile, so you can see like you kind of like steadily climb that last day, like never very steep, but always like a little bit up as you kind of get to the top of Sunapee. Very, very easy compared to going up Monadnock. Um, yeah. I had then, pep in my step that morning. Yeah. Yeah. And then you come out to the top of Sunapee. It's a ski mountain. So there's a lot of like uh, trails and like equipment and buildings and stuff up there, which I personally don't really mind. There's plenty of those here in Vermont, so I'm pretty used to them. But uh, yeah, and then you just come out and there's like a little sign and that's it. it yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, it, it was a little exciting. Bit, a little bit anticlimactic, but it was still a... I don't know. It felt good. It felt yeah. good to finish You're it. You're like, you have to touch the summit sign. And I'm like, where? And it was right there. I'm like, oh, that. Okay. It's not really clearly marked, but that was the that was the only sign I saw that said, like, Monadnock, Sunapee Greenway Trail. Like, yeah. It didn't even say end. It's, it's just, like, it's on the top of the mountain. It was just an arrow, like, go over there. Yeah. So we did that. Yeah, that and was exciting. And then hiked the couple miles back down to the car. And that was pretty much it. That was pretty much the hike. Yeah. Very and, nice. Oh, and then we did see the... Towards the end of the hike, we started seeing signs for the Sunapee Kearsarge oh, right. Ragged Greenway. Did you get a chance to look into that at all? No. Besides the fact that it's like a 75-mile loop. I think I think it's like... I, I didn't look into it that closely. They have like a very outdated website. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of it's probably on roads. Like there's not a ton of information, but it, uh, yeah, I guess it's like a 70 or 75 whatever mile loop. I don't know. It looks pretty cool. So... If you yeah. want to keep going after the Sunapee Greenway Trail, you can do that. <laughs> I'll add I'll add a page to my binder, so yes. maybe I'll do it in the future. Print some shit out. Print some shit <laughs> Something out. Something else to check off. Um, but yeah, that's that's the that's the Greenway. It's an amazing trail, especially if you're like um, if you want to do like a prep for the AT, for instance, or you just like you're a beginner and you don't want to go too hard, but you still want to go out for a couple days and like you know through hike a trail get a little bit of some accomplishment or whatever this trail would be amazing um even if you're an experienced hiker 
still do this trail. It's it's a hidden gem. It's amazing. And uh, hats off to the Nadnock 2 Centipede Greenway Trail Club who maintains this trail. Um, go check out their website if you want like more information and stuff. And watch our videos, too. <laughs> They're so... Kyle, yours is so funny. Well, <laughs> as of right now, you only have day one out, and it's six minutes long, but I've watched it, like, probably eight times. <laughs> <laughs> yours I is like really it. good, too. So I'm doing <laughs> one video per day, so four videos. As of this... As of the time this comes out, the second video should be out. Um, so I should have two videos out by the time you're listening to this. Um, so it'll be about halfway through the trip. And Taylor should have the entire thing out, if assuming you stick with your Tuesday schedule, right? Yeah. I mean, it's been consistent for two weeks. <laughs> so, yeah, Can't I'm stop trying now. To, <laughs> I'm trying to upload every Tuesday. So yeah, part two on so, Tuesday. So go check that out. Um, t- yeah, it was uh, it was good. Um can you can you do your story? Do you want to do your story? Yeah. So this is I mean, not Monadnock completely related, unrelated. But I I can't about. rob Taylor of the opportunity to tell a story on Trail Tales. So let's story hear story time. So this this story actually almost canceled my whole AT hike because this happened June of two thousand was it nineteen. So I was. Um, preparing. I was in the middle of like getting all my gear for the AT and I was starting to take hiking seriously and getting into shape. And it was the weekend and I actually had a wedding to go to that afternoon. So it was my boyfriend's best friend's wedding. And it was like at five. So I woke up early and I was like, I have time to get in a little hike. Mm-hmm. So I messaged a friend on Instagram and she wanted to come out with me and this is by hike i mean it's like a 700 foot hill in the town i live in and so we go there we meet there's the dog yeah sorry that's okay all right she stopped okay so we (laughs) met at the trailhead and she's a nurse so i'm like okay great like it's always nice to hike with a nurse yeah so we hike the 700 feet we get to the summit and then i notice that my vision was going off a little bit Mm. and she was like oh look an eagle and i looked at the sky and all i saw was like dots i'm like oh that's not good and so i told her and she's like oh you're you need to eat some sugar drink some water and i did and so we get back down or we turn around because i'm like yeah i'm not feeling well i need to get back to my car yeah and so we're climbing down it's like i don't know maybe two miles down back to the parking lot um and so i just get nauseous and i throw up about like seven times and so i'm like something's not right and we get to the parking lot and i had i drove myself there so she's like are you okay to drive i'm like no but i'll just sit in my car for a while and maybe take a nap or something and drink water and i'll be fine she goes, okay, like, call me if you need anything. And so she leaves. I sit in my car, like I said, for about 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay, I'll drive home. And it's only like a 15-minute drive. And I drive for about two minutes. And then I knew something wasn't right. And I pulled my car over to the side of the road, had absolutely no service, and then I lost my memory. Oh. Like, I don't I had no idea what happened. But 
I pulled my car over to the side of the road and I didn't know how to turn it off. Like all like the little simple things were just like dead from my brain. Like I couldn't. So I was trying to flag down a car because I didn't know what happened. And I didn't know how to open my door. I didn't know how to put my window down. And I I think I honked at someone or maybe I opened the door. But I got someone to come over to my car. And I was like, I think you need to call like 911. And... So he did, and he's asking me like all these simple questions, like what's your name, where do you live, like I was, I kept saying call my boyfriend, call my boyfriend, and then I gave him my phone, and he goes, well, what's your boyfriend's name? He's like looking at my contact list, and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I like, I don't know. I feel like I knew it in my head, but like I don't Just know the connection it. to my brain couldn't say it. So that was really scary. Um, Everything was fine in the end. I went to the hospital. Um, my boyfriend missed his best friend's wedding, which I still feel bad for mm. to this day. But that is just a bad case of dehydration. So drink water. Just the PS- yeah, PSA to everyone. I mean, it could be as small as a 700 foot hill, but just drink water. Yes. <laughs> and so that. It was it was tough because my family and friends were like they weren't super on board about me hiking the Appalachian Trail the next year, but they were they were supporting me. They're like, we think this is ridiculous that you're gonna backpack 2,200 miles. But as soon as that happened, they're like, no, we, no, uh. none of us want you to go. So it was tough trying to like start from scratch and try to convince everyone that I was fine. Um, my parents bought me like the Garmin inReach thing. Right. Um, and I think it wasn't until my, my mom and I went out to lunch in Lincoln, New Hampshire, which is an amazing trail town right off the AT. Cause I was doing some business up there. Um, and we actually we were just sitting in Black Mountain Burger. I don't know. A lot of people know where that is. I know but, it. Uh, <laughs> I've been there yeah, a couple through times. Hiker, a through hiker got dropped off in the parking lot, and my mom just, like, jumped out of her seat, like, ran to the front of the <laughs> restaurant, was like, I want to buy you lunch. And so this through hiker came. Like, I guess this is, like, two separate stories. Cause this That's, is, okay. Like, fast, That's okay. This is fast forward a couple months. <laughs> But yeah, once this through hiker sat at the table and my mom basically like interrogated him for the whole entire hour, like asked him every single question she had about the AT, um, then she was on board. And it's like, it's like, I'm 26, like I'm fine. Like I don't need my parents' permission to hike the AT, but it would have been pretty It's nice to have their blessing, yeah. Yeah. If I didn't have their support, it, it would have sucked. So, yeah, my mom got to meet her first through hiker and yeah, that made them on board. But yeah, that was super close to just ending everything I had like saved up for for Mm -hmm. the AT because I'm like, I can't be in the middle of the woods and have this happen. So obviously, well, you made it okay, and you stayed plenty hydrated on our hike, even though it was very hot and pretty difficult yeah, to do so. Yeah, even though I didn't have a water filter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but no, that's totally my bad. It worked. It worked. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's going to do it. Taylor, why don't you go ahead and plug your YouTube channel, your Instagram, all that stuff. Yeah, I am on YouTube 
as Taylor the Almost New Hampshire at 10,000 subscribers. Oh, I'm so close. I'm gonna, if I'm everyone listening you. to this wants to I... head over and give me a subscribe and subscribe, that would be awesome. I want to reach 10K. I'm Not gonna... that it matters, but my no, brother is actually... My brother recently got into YouTube and I had my subscribers go over to his channel and now <laughs> to try to get him monetized and they did which is awesome but now he has clearly surpassed me in the YouTube life so it's it's a sibling rivalry now got to get those so, numbers up <laughs> yeah head over to Taylor the Nahampshire hiker on YouTube and then on Instagram it's just Nahampshire hiker I think I convinced yeah. Taylor to post every single Tuesday on our hikes because I was giving you shit for yeah. not posting as much as you should. Because I know <laughs> I really love it. Like I feel like I, well, I hiked the AT because obviously I love hiking and I was like super intrigued with it. But I'm also super obsessed with just like the video editing. Not yep. that I'm good at it, but I don't know. It's just it's the hobby. It's fun. And I don't know. It's really cool making nice content. Go smash subscribe. I'll have a link to her yeah. channel in the uh, in the show notes. YouTube, Instagram. And if you're ever in Meredith, New Hampshire, yes. I own a gift shop called New Hampshire. And pop in and say hi. Yes, do it. Yeah. Make her some money. Um, <laughs> and get some cool gifts, too. Some yeah, cool fund shirts. my next through hike. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Taylor, thank you for doing this. Thank you for putting up with me for four days in the woods, too. Oh, no problem. And yeah, peace everybody.